Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Our guest this morning is an entrepreneur with not one or two, but three businesses in Calgary. Kyle Chow is a graphic designer by trade and is an instructor in the School of Communication Design at the Alberta University of the Arts. In 2011, Kyle started a store called Plant as a side gig which expanded to a 3,000-square-foot location in Inglewood. The name says it all. Plant has a unique selection of indoor plants, gardening supplies, and plant education. In 2021, Plant expanded into a warehouse space nearby and opened Plant Plant, which has a workshop space, studio, and production space. Kyle joins us this morning to tell us about Plant, Plant Plant, and his other stationary store called Recess, and also what life as an entrepreneur has been like in Calgary. Good morning, Kyle. Thank you for having me. Morning, David. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, Kyle. Morning. You know, graphic designer, life is good. What's wrong with you? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Entrepreneur life is not easy. No, it's not easy, but I think uh, it was all about just like, how can I I guess, grow my creative, uh, creative endeavors. It was sort of like sort of taking my ability to translate things in a communication way um, to sort of a physical space where I could sort of apply my creative background and take my passions really uh, and put them into a space where I can like engage with people. So 2008, you got your degree and then 2011, you started. So what did you do in between? Uh, I, I was in a, uh, a design studio. So I had a design studio with a partner and uh, was doing a lot of graphic design work throughout the city for a lot of art and culture organizations for a lot of medical fields and a lot with the universities. And then from there, uh, my business partner, he moved his family out West and uh, we were working remotely. And at that point I said, I said, I think it's time to try something else. Like let's try some hobbies and, and see what happens. Oh, so that was a hobby before. It was a hobby. So I've always been like very into into plants and growing since I was like five years old. I've been growing my own garden and things like that. So the love of it was always there. And then uh, it sort of translated after I sort of had a chance encounter at a restaurant with a terrarium. And uh, seeing this little miniature world of green and, and things growing sort of got my, my mind spinning. And uh, then I sort of decided, hey, let's uh, let's see where this can go. And uh, started building, learning, researching, experimenting, and uh, and it kind of took off. So I've killed every plant I've owned. <laughs> I uh, have tried. I really have tried. Yeah. As a matter of fact, my um, stepdad gave me his big, huge, beautiful jade plant from my first apartment, mm-hmm. and it was huge. And he had just like loved that thing for years. And I killed it. No, I mean, isn't doesn't that make you feel so sad as a, a plant person? Yeah. Why, why am but I not surprised? I know it's terrible. <laughs> and I, I guess I overwatered it. I loved it too much. Right. But I remember when I first walked into your store in plant mm-hmm. in Inglewood and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like you can create your own little terrariums. And because it was succulents, mm-hmm. uh, as I, the conversation I was having with the person working in there, I was like, so 
it's really hard to kill these? And she's like, <laughs> yes, really hard. So it's perfect. Maybe just, um, can you explain how your shop is different from other people's? For sure. Yeah. So one of the things about our shop is really it's about a bit of discovery and understanding. I think people come in, you know, maybe having an experience like you have where you're <laughs> like, I feel like I'm going to kill everything. Yes. Um, but we try to sort of like the goal is to try to make it more approachable, make it easy, um, give you information to sort of like, hey, what suits your needs? Like, are you someone who like, I like to love on things. And every time I look at a plant, I'm like giving it water. Or am I someone who just like wants that bit of green in the corner and I'm just happy with it. And so happy with a bit of neglect. So it's sort of like that education piece of like, well, what can we, what can we share with you that is going to, you know, give you the thing that's going to build your confidence in sort of maybe gardening or or growing plants. Um, And also have that thing that you're like proud of that. You're like, Hey, look at how big that's getting or how long I've had it. Um, Whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in our, my household, everything is working because mm-hmm. I don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> my only job is to move the plants from one side to the other okay. according to instructions I get. Yeah, Zohar, <laughs> he's got that firmly under control. <laughs> nice. But, but I, I want to go back to uh, your uh, life as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. uh, because you now own, as Tara mentioned, three businesses. Mm-hmm. So you got bored <laughs> with the first one? Yeah. I think it's just sort of that... Uh, I don't know, as a sort of a creative person, it's sort of like, you're always looking forward. Like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And sort of like, you know, as we, as I sort of built the one business, it was like, okay, how can we continue to evolve this? Uh, how can I sort of take things that I'm really interested in and how I have a lot of passion about? And can I translate that into something else that I think, you know, would be um, sort of an added value to our city or to our neighborhood in Inglewood? Um, and that sort of led me to recess my love of like stationary. I was a kid who was like, I don't want toys. I just want like pens and pencils and a desk. Like that's, that was my toy. It was like, no, don't give me like Ninja Turtles or anything like that. I want stationary. And so that sort of led to that. And uh, I love that. And so from there, it was just sort of like, you know, the next business sort of came out of need, like where we're like, how are we growing as a team? How can I provide, you know, hopefully more opportunities for the staff that I have. Um, and so that led to sort of the warehouse space where we grow things, where we teach classes, where we do a lot of other things that sort of expanded what we, what we offer. In How much is the class? Maybe I'll send Tara so she won't kill any more plants. <laughs> I would actually really like to do that because I love plants in my space. Mm. I think they add, they add so much um, joy and just, I don't know, oxygen and just everything. The green, I just, I love having plants. Okay, I've just never been able to, to keep When them. is the next course? Send me the bill. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to know more about plant plant workshops. Can mm-hmm. you expand on what's available so I know what to sign up for? For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So we offer a wide range of things. So some things are seasonal. So we do things like, you know, we just kind of wrapped up things around outdoor gardening and getting your planters ready, your vegetable garden and stuff like that. But we do sort of run classes all year round around uh, terrarium making, which is sort of like the mainstay for us, which we sort mm-hmm. of founded the business on. Um, but then also just houseplant education. So coming in for a couple hours and we'll teach you a lot of the things and hopefully maybe correct some bad behaviors or <laughs> give you some insight why things are happening in a, you know, try to make it a like pretty simple, straightforward way. So you can sort of go away with the confidence to like, you know, grow plants well. Mm-hmm. So what's the easiest plant to have in your house without yeah. having to worry about overwatering, underwatering? What is the easiest thing to, to have? Easiest one? I, I would say a snake plant. 
is like, yeah, really common plant, kind of vertically growing. If you like are familiar with like mid-century modern, it's like that tall, skinny plant in the corner. Um, it's sometimes known as mother-in-law's tongue because it just won't go away. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a really hardy plant and it's really versatile. So sometimes for people, it's like, well, where do I put it? It, it can tolerate bright light to lower light. It can tolerate a little more water to a lot less. Um, so it just has that versatility. So it kind of can fit in with a lot of people who maybe have a range of skill sets. So I have to share with you, a few months ago, I got an email from a friend of mine and she goes, why do they call this plant the, the wandering Jew? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know the name because we use it as well, but I've never thought about it. And then I started looking and, uh, you know, exploring. Uh, why does it call the wandering Jew? Do you know? I, I you know wish, the plant. I know the plant. Yeah, I don't know why it's called that. No, I mean it grows like crazy, <laughs> like it moves and and stuff like that. I don't know because we wander around the world. We are spread all over the world. <laughs> That's why is that the official reason why? That's kind of nobody knows Anecdotal, the official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of. Uh, <laughs> I was like, why are you asking me that? <laughs> is that the official name of the plant? Yeah, it's, oh, I don't know if the official. Official is probably some Latin yes, exactly. 17 uh, letters uh, word. Exactly. But that's how people call it. It's like the mother-in-law tongue, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know my mother-in-law? Because it's her birthday today. <laughs> you just wish her a happy birthday and that's all. Morning. That can end there. I did this morning and I got the warning she's coming to visit. <laughs> so we have, uh, we've got about 90 seconds left here. So just um, in terms of the workshops and whatnot at Plant mm-hmm. Plant. So can you do a, let's say a bachelor party, bachelorette party or a girls night? Can you, we have yeah. wine in there? Like how? What yeah, is the definitely. what are the opportunities? Yeah, yeah, Especially bachelor party that really yeah. Yeah. well, you never know. <laughs> never it know. Be, yeah. Different group. Yeah. I, I think Kyle would have enjoyed that. Yeah, I would have right? loved it. Yeah. Um, no, we, yeah, we do lots of private, private events and things and classes for people. So we get groups together, a lot of like bachelorettes and like even lots of corporate parties and things mm. looking for something to, to build the team, uh, and things like that, where you get to get your hands dirty and everyone, you know, doesn't matter sort of, you know, where you come from with plants or anything like that. You get to walk away with something typically very beautiful at the end. Our guest this morning is Kyle Chow, owner of three businesses. Three businesses. Plant, 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 and Recess. We'll take a short break. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Our guest this morning is Kyle Chow, owner of Plant, 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 and Recess. Kyle, three businesses mm-hmm. in today's economy, in today's environment. Um, how do you juggle between the three? Mm-hmm. And if I remember from your website, your wife is also a co-owner. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Okay. So she's uh, she kind of does our sort of HR and handles our payroll and things like that. She's a psychologist, so she practices that full time. Uh, so she kind of supports me. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. But how do you juggle between yeah, three businesses? For sure. Uh, and uh, working together. I know. I know. I move around a lot. 
I just like dart around between all the <laughs> shops and stuff. No, um, my role has really changed, you know, from starting a business sort of like on my, you know, on our own and, and then building a team over time and things like that. It's really changed. And so now my role, as much as I'd love to just be in the shop and, you know, hands on and, you know, really getting my fingers dirty and stuff like that into, into the soil. Um, it, yeah, it just means I'm like sort of, you know, planning really looking at like, what's the next thing for us? How are we growing? How are we being sustainable? Uh, how are we, um, yeah, just, you know, building our team and making sure that everyone is satisfied and everyone, you know, has a great place to come and that we have a great experience for people walking through the door. That's really what my focus is. And I just kind of, uh, I work a lot, but I also really enjoy it. And so finding that balance of like, well, how do I manage like sort of the creative side of things, being able to like, okay, what's exciting? How are we evolving? How are we changing? Um, but then also making sure that everything's in a row and, you know, the orders are placed on time, the, you know, the finances are in order that we have that sort of longevity and an ability to do that. So that's kind of, I kind of split my day. I sort of spent a lot of time. How big is your team behind you? Uh, 20. So we have 20 people across the, the three different stores. Mm-hmm. Mm. What, what's the most challenging part for you about leading people? Uh, it was always like letting go of things and like transferring responsibility. Um, mm. That sort of like idea of like control and like I'm the one who can do it. And once I sort of learned that uh, and then you sort of give people the opportunity, they, they always surprise you and always seem to take things on and uh, can do it sometimes a lot better and more efficiently than I can. So how, how important do you think leadership is in the success of your business and how, how, how you treat your people? Oh, incredibly important. I know like the success that we have and uh, the building that's gone on uh, wouldn't be possible without like really putting a lot of emphasis and care into the people that come in and work and, and are a part of the shop and that they have ownership and, and that they can take responsibility for it too and that they care. That's how do you do that? I mean, that's a lot of times mm-hmm. that's what people say. How do I, yeah. how do you transfer? for that ownership piece mm-hmm. where they care as much as you care. Yeah. How do you get that? So uh, something for me has always been just giving people a lot of autonomy. So the idea of like, I'm not going to hover and micromanage. We're going to talk about what our goals are and like, how do you want to get to that goal? Um, so allowing people to have the opportunity to have a say, um, having time with me and, and the other stakeholders in the business on a regular basis. So I'm available to my team at any point, at any day, um, whatever they need so that they can communicate with me and then I can hopefully respond to their needs. Um, they're seeing things in the shop that I'm missing and so that I can respond to them to make their, hopefully their working life easier, but also that, you know, the ability for them to come in and have a great place that we can enjoy. Like we spend most of our time laughing and enjoying each other. And that's just sort of because we want to build each other up all the time. So we put a lot of emphasis in, you know, how are you doing today? you know, is there anything you need? Where, wh- how are things going in the store? How are things going at home? You know, can we adapt, uh, you know, your schedule for something that you might need to do? Um, just putting focus on that um, leads to, I think, people like I find my team is pretty happy coming into work and, and they do a great job. And then they also just really care about the work that they're doing. So you're a chief morale officer? I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, I guess kind of naturally it just sort of happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you put a lot of emphasis on communication and it seems like any issues or challenges within 
teams, it always ends up being a communication breakdown. Yeah, always. Yeah. And so one thing that I learned is that we need to like, we try to like talk about things pretty quickly rather than having things sort of build up. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, that took work, like it took learning, like I won't say I was great at it at the beginning. Um, and with a lot of help, like my wife being a psychologist, is very concerned about like, how is our team sort of, you know, mental health and how are they doing on a daily basis? And so, you know, she educated me a lot on like how I need to, you know, become a better leader. So every night helpful. when you come back from the three uh, businesses, you lie on the sofa and you give her a report. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she says I'm her toughest patient. So <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, we're with Kyle Chow, the owner of Plant, Plant, Plant and Recess. You know, one of the things that I noticed from the businesses that you have built is they all have a very grounding energy. Mm-hmm. So both have kind of all three have very therapeutic results. Uh, when somebody goes into the store, where does that come come from from you? Mm-hmm. For me, it was kind of the the idea of exploration. Really, I think it kind of comes down to like I picture myself as a you know as a kid or a young person and just going whether it's out into nature or even just exploring a city, um, just that idea of discovery and things. And so that's where when I was like thinking of the stores, I just wanted that for people to come in and spend time, feel comfortable, not feel like there was pressure from people to buy something or anything, but have an ability to kind of like walk around and you know, pick up things, try things out, whether it's a pen or something or, you know, touch the plants and things like that, depending on the shop. Um, but have that ability, like you could walk around one direction and walk around the other direction and see comp- lots of different things so that there wasn't sort of like, you know, we don't want to be a meticulous art gallery, which is a nice thing, but also it's, it's more about discovery and seeing what things you can find for yourself, what interests you. And so that's sort of where I think there's a bit of that grounding experience where it doesn't feel like everything so neat and tidy that I can't touch anything that I can just enjoy and and explore and and see what ideas come to me. When people come in, they enjoy, you know, getting their hands in the mud. (laughs) Some people, some people more than others, for sure. Some people don't mind like, you know, picking up plants, feeling in the soil. Other people are like, do you have gloves? (laughs) (laughs) That's because of COVID. It's nothing to do with that. Yeah, right. Of course. (laughs) So from a business perspective, when you, there are a lot of people who have smaller businesses and they're not quite sure when the right time is to scale. Maybe mm-hmm. they scale too quickly or they're too scared to jump off the cliff. How did you know when it was the right time to scale plant? Yeah, well, basically for me, it was sort of started off pretty, you know, pretty organically where it was just sort of me doing things from home and going around to markets and things like that. And and people were really receptive. And after about a year of that, I was like, okay, we were bursting at the seams. Like I was like, we got to get this stuff out. It's just too many, too much soil, too many plants everywhere. And so that kind of happened, led to, led to the opening of the store. And then as we scaled up and, and grew in size, it was just sort of based on, you know, it just felt right because we were seeing a high demand, a lot of people coming through our doors, like, you know, the shelves were overflowing. It was like, it was just starting to feel a little claustrophobic. And so that sort of led us to like, I think it's time to like, let's go to the next step. Um, and so it happened kind of naturally where it, I felt some confidence in it, but also a little, you know, definitely a bit of, a, uh, you know, some not so, it didn't feel so easy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, uh, it just sort of felt like it was like always moving in that right direction. It was like sort of, I always felt like as soon as things start to 
started to feel like a little too contained and like we were having a hard time functioning as well because of demand and, and sort of busyness and, um, and things around the store that it felt like, okay, that's the time where we can expand or we can grow, grow our team, grow our space. Um, and that sort of, you know, made the decisions a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Kyle, in the, you know, in the uh, world of entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. uh, no, I've noticed that you are an instructor. Mm-hmm. Now you are an entrepreneurship instructor. You have about 120 seconds okay. to give the best advice sure. to the next entrepreneur, especially with your background, with mm-hmm. 11 years experience, with three, op- three operations. Mm-hmm. If I'm now coming to you and say, mentor me to become an entrepreneur, what would be your kind of the nuggets that we can let sure. our audience Sure. I think, um, I've always found that, um, it's really a lot of drive, um, and sort of like really committing to the idea that you have it, you know, I've heard from lots of people when I started the business, it was like, I don't know, that seems pretty niche or things like that when we first started. Um, and it was just sort of me feeling very confident and, and just being very aware of like, you know, how the response had been, where I could see the growth going um, and things like that, that I knew we're going to start at one place and slowly build versus like, I got to give them everything all at once. I think sometimes I was being caught up in like, everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be solid. And this, it's like, you have to, I think, be adaptable and learn to evolve. So I know like I may have a vision, but that vision sometimes has to, like I I have a clear focus, but it does have to evolve and change because things change in the world around us and things like that. And so if we don't have that ability to like have that drive forward, but also like, you know, evolve at the same time, then I, then I think it becomes a lot harder. Drive, evolve, adjust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love it. Thank you. Our guest this morning, Kyle Chow owner of three different businesses in Plant Plant and Recess. Recess. And I have a feeling that it's three businesses so far. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. Thank you so much. Sounds great. Thank you. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges.